Hey, welcome to another Coaching You podcast with the coach Brendan Sir. And I think today you're going to love our guest, Chris Oliver, head coach at the University of Windsor in Windsor, Ontario. One of my favorite places with special sentimental value to me. It's where we trained the Pistons during our championship years. And Windsor, Ontario is right across the Detroit River from beautiful downtown Detroit. And when you're standing in Windsor at the University of Windsor and looking across at the skyline of Detroit, there is one of the most beautiful skylines in the world, and it's an incredible body of water that you're looking over. And it's the only place in the United States that you can go south to enter Canada. How's that for a little trivia? But Chris Oliver, you'll find, is one of the most thought-provoking people in the world of basketball. I came across him last month at the University of Florida uh, at the clinic that we have there with Mike White and Larry Shiat, our traditional deal that we do there, Think Tank, every August. And Chris Oliver, his first time there, just blew everyone out of the water. So listen and learn. One of the real difference makers you're going to find and hear about in the years to come. Uh, again, as you're, uh, I want you to really focus on uh our videos that are coming up now make sure that you go to coachingyou.tv and make sure that as you're going into the season that you're in per- perfect lockstep with your staff on preparation coming up with your new ideas and and I think that's one of the biggest things I'm talking to coaches about as I go out of my travels to different schools now and visiting with people it's uh, uh, you know they're so focused on recruiting so focused on getting their players in school and academics Focus on making sure you take care of your number one job with the players, and that's getting them ready. So do all the study and preparation you can so that you're ready. Coachingyou.tv for all your video needs. Let's take a break, and we'll be back with Chris Oliver. Fast Model Sports is the world's most versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and your iPad, providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. doesn't stop there. Along with FastDraw, they have other great programs such as FastScout, which I have used, which helps coaches create clean professional sky reports customized for your team. FastModel is trusted and used by every NBA team and WNBA team and 85% of Division I college teams and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills for their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. Hey, back with Chris Oliver. Uh, Chris, uh, great to see you last month at the University of Florida, you know, for their annual coaching retreat clinic think tank. Whatever it's become over the last 11 years is is really special. Uh, How many times have you been there now? Well, what's what's funny is I haven't been there ever. So that was my first time going and uh, that's what great. That's what I thought. You know, yeah, grateful that I got an opportunity to present right away. But uh, 
I've had a relationship with Coach Shiat yep. since I was a young coach, and I traveled across the country working basketball camps, and uh, I went to Wyoming on my way to the University of Victoria to do my master's degree, and uh, I called them out of the blue and said, hey, do you have any spots to work camp? And, uh, Cut it out. You know, How yeah, from that? there, I met Coach Shiat, and I co- met Coach Driscoll and Coach Duncan and uh, that whole staff, and uh, just a tremendous, uh, tremendous group that's helped mentor me through my years in coaching, and... Uh, very grateful again for that opportunity. Well, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Canada in general, the country. A huge fan of Canadian basketball. Go way, way, way back with it. And then uh, my days with the Pistons, of course, uh, where you coach now at the University of Windsor, the great Lancer tradition of, uh, you know, I, it was our training camp for our back-to-back championship teams, which was really cool. And you know, it's funny when we left training at Windsor, we ended up not winning again. People oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to come back uh, yeah. every year is what I say to the Pistons. But yeah. uh, it's it's a unique place to live because of our proximity to the U.S. And, you know, we're obviously closer to the Pistons than the Raptors and great relationships with the Detroit Pistons as well. And they've been very welcoming. And my relationship with Charles Klask, the assistant coach there, and, and so many other people that I've met through him, it's been an amazing relationship and uh, wonderful to be able to share ideas and learn from them as well. Now, you're, it seems to me, uh, you know, you, you're one of, uh, this is going to sound terrible to my followers, but you have one of the more academic approaches to coaching that I come in contact with. You know, you, you really are a, th- a thought leader I think in the game and and your thoughts are pure and sound and you know where where did your journey lead that you started to become someone that you know well you know you 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 know you're obviously you're you know you're trained coach as far as you know as opposed to u.s coaches you're actually a certified coach as opposed to any university coach in america is not uh you know you've really studied and studied the art of science of coaching so how did that journey begin for you well it began when i decided uh, pretty young in my university career that i wanted to give basketball coaching a shot and uh, i knew that i didn't have a direct line to coaching I, i didn't play at a high level so I had to forge my own way, and uh, I always said that there was no limitations on my mind. So I was going to do everything I could to educate myself, and uh, for you know, certainly from my background in education, my background with my parents and different coaches I've been around through my years, that I've been really focused on practical applications, and uh, that's been kind of the thing that I always come back to in all of my education is, okay, this is a great idea, but is it practical? Is it practical for my team? And then that philosophy evolved through uh, two really valuable things that I think are unique to my experience in Canada. And that was one that at a really young age, I got the opportunity to coach teams. I coached every possible team I could through my university years and beyond until I finally got a head coaching job at the university level. So for about eight years, I probably coached over a thousand basketball games at various levels. So that's a great opportunity for a coach to experiment to try some things, to figure out what they like. Uh, and then again, I think that's a unique thing that Canada, because we, at that time they just needed coaches. So I could show up at a school, I could show up at a club and just say, hey, you know, we need a coach, I'm here. <laughs> and uh, so many opportunities came from that. And that led to my first assistant coaching job at, at McMaster University with Joe Razzo, who was a tremendous influence in my life. And then that led to me going to the National Coaching Institute, which is the other part of Canada that's unique is that 
we do have a certification program for coaches where you can progress through not just a master's degree, but also a level four certification uh, and then potentially a level five certification in coaching and uh, a very uh, uh, comprehensive uh, approach to coaching. It's not just obviously technical, tactical, it's uh, sports sciences and the influence of whether it's physiology or psychology or skill acquisition. And uh, that's really what became my uh, passion is uh, skill acquisition and figuring out how we can coach better. At the university level, let's say with your, not, you know, with your team, let's say in, in the league that you play in, what what are the what's the biggest uh, things that you observe nowadays? You know, as far as across the game, you know, where where are the changes? What where have they come, and what needs to be done? Well, I think this really came clear. Like two years ago, I got an opportunity to take a sabbatical uh, yeah. from coaching. Um, I, uh, I, I'm on one right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, so sometimes they're self-imposed yes. and sometimes they're not, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, through my university, I was afforded an opportunity to be able to go take a year off. And uh, my assistant took over the program and had a great year without me. And uh, I got to go to about 45 practices around the world. And uh, when you ask me that question, a lot of it comes back to those that year where I got to go to, you know, pro practices, whether they're NBA or I got to go to NCAA practices or I got to go European practices or practices in Australia, wherever it was. And I got to really see kind of how coaches are doing it in different parts of the world. And, and what I came away with is that there's a real need for uh, coaches to understand what a game's approach to coaching is, uh, as opposed to our traditional skill-based approach to coaching basketball. And what I mean by that is a skill-based approach to coaching is you learn the skill, you learn the tactics, then you play the game. Whereas a game's approach to coaching basketball is more that we start with the game. You play the game, then you learn the tactics, and then you learn the skill. And you incorporate that all within the game. And uh, the reason it's valuable, obviously, is because, one, athlete satisfaction. Players enjoy playing the game. And two it gives players immediately the context of the skills or tactics you're teaching. And I think probably too often I would say our drills don't reflect what actually happens in the game. And uh, that's been kind of my focus through my years of coaching is really making sure that we maximize our players learn by doing. And because of that, we do a lot of this game's approach to coaching. And uh, that's the part that I would say that uh, I'd say through my observations through whether it's the U S or around the world, um, the best coaches that I was exposed to would do something similar in terms of playing small-sided games or playing a lot of, uh, you know, sc- I don't want to say scrimmage, but a lot of uh, scripted or organized scrimmage situations where players got to play freely and apply the skills and tactics that they taught. In uh, the NBA, <clears throat> and I'm going to, there's a reason I'm asking this, which coaches do you enjoy the most watching? Not their sideline theatrics. I mean, the way their teams play. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm uh, again. I'm so impressed. Impressed with so many coaches. I mean, it's incredible what uh, so many of them are able to do with their teams. And uh, you know, clearly, it's easy to point to the Golden States and the you know San Antonio's and different teams like that. But uh, you know, I have so much respect uh, to, for for all the different coaches. And I think sometimes as as fans, if we step away, and obviously that's hard for us as coaches, but 
we, we kind of look at it as saying, okay, well, why aren't they doing exactly what Golden State does? Why aren't they doing exactly what the Spurs do? And, and as you know, as a coach, well, we're not doing it exactly that way because we can't. Mm-hmm. We'd all love to play that way, but we don't all have those players or we don't have all those, uh, you know, perfect things that come together to be able to put that system in place. And uh, I think one of the most impressive parts about watching different teams play is how adaptable they are. And, uh, you know, clearly I get a lot of opportunities to watch uh, the Detroit Pistons and Coach Van Gundy and the Toronto Raptors and Coach Casey. And I think sometimes, again, those coaches get unfairly knocked because they're not playing the way the Spurs play. Well, but they're playing really good basketball within what they have to work with. And I think that's really the magic of coaching is to be able to say, hey, there's not one way. There's not one perfect technique. And... The coaches that I'm always impressed with are the ones that are adaptable and able to adjust to their personnel and obviously fit their system a little bit to what their what their needs are within that particular season. Well, you know, at, at, at university uh, level in Canada, uh, you know, you don't have the same players that Michigan, Michigan State, et cetera, you know, have, uh, you know, no knock on the kids, but it, uh, it's just a different, you know, level, but very good players. Do you... is is your style of play, is it based on the kids or is it based on a system? Well, that's a great question. I mean, we, we don't have the talent. We don't have the physical talent and we don't have the size. And then, you know, we certainly don't have those uh, top level players that can influence the game every single possession. Uh, we, we tend to have more skill based players without the size or if we have size it's usually unskilled <laughs> so we you know we have a combination of those but you know what what we really value is that our players you know through their four or five years because we get five years of eligibility is that uh you know they, they they can really commit to their development uh we have no restrictions in terms of the amount of time we're allowed to work with them uh so players that are committed to getting better can get that opportunity to be able to develop and uh you know, saying that, I think the unique part about this, about the game that I coach uh, compared to probably the NCAA level is that there's also, uh, there's no ownership of the player. We're not, we're not in a full scholarship model and, and there's, there's good and bad to that. But everything that my players do, they invest in because they want to see how good they can get on their own. Obviously, they're focused on team success to a certain extent, but Clearly, there's that focus on doing something for themselves to just see how good they can get. And uh, that part of it makes it really enjoyable to be able to coach at our level. Um, but uh, it's, it's definitely a different game. So we adapt more or less to who we have. Um, now, the ph- overriding philosophy is that uh, you know we're going to use a games approach to coaching. We're going to apply our zero seconds philosophy. Our zero seconds philosophy is that you're the most open you're going to get when you first catch the ball, which is a common coaching uh, uh, statement. But uh, we're trying to play with no pause on the catch. And we're also trying to give our players freedom to be able to make decisions and not say this is exactly what you've got to do, but to give them possibilities uh, within each possession, whether it be on offense and defense, to make decisions. Um, And that part of it, I believe, is very valuable to a player that is less skilled because if I limit him even more, then he becomes even less impactful as a player. Um, for example, I have a 5'8 point guard, Mike Rocca, who is just a tremendous player at our level. And by all accounts, based on size, shouldn't be. 
but one of the reasons that I believe he's developed beyond just his commitment and his work ethic is that he's bought into this model of freedom where he doesn't have to make the pass I tell him to make, but he can make the pass that he feels is most effective for him to be able to pass it. So instead of making a two-hand chess pass, if he feels he's got to throw it over his head or behind his back to get the ball there, then we're okay with that. And that freedom fits any system that we run. So I've run the triangle offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've run we've run very ball screen heavy offense. Uh, we we literally the system that we run isn't as important as the philosophy that backs it. And that's what we feel is uh, valuable within kind of where we coach and the players we coach. What leads me uh, to this next question? You heard uh, Bruce Weber talk about this uh, at at the Florida Clinic, but uh, it's always one of the things that I really believe in. Uh, why do you coach? Well, originally, I, I started coaching because uh, I loved that tactical battle. I mean, I love putting my offense against someone's defense and their defense against my offense and just seeing how, how I could figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I loved that tactical battle. And that was really kind of as a player and I think as I evolved as a coach, I mean, that was a huge part of my motivation behind playing the game, but also eventually coaching the game. And then as I started to get into coaching and understood the value of the relationship and understood the value of learning about people and how much that helped me develop as a person, just just learning about one of my players' backgrounds. I've always had a keen interest in history and different things like that, that really it's evolved to the point that what I really value about coaching and what I love about coaching is seeing people grow as people. And uh, clearly a big focus for me, I mean, we're trying to win games, so I want to see my players grow as basketball players. But the part that goes hand in hand in that with is how do my players develop as people? And, you know, we've graduated players that have gone on to be teachers, doctors, lawyers. Uh, You know, we had one player that uh, had a chance to go play professionally. And instead of going to play professionally, he decided to go back to his home country of Sudan and give back to the country and say, hey, because... You know, economic turmoil, political turmoil, wars, everything that could go on in Sudan goes on. And they had peace for a while. So he said, I'm going back. And he ended up handing out water bottles. And that was his give back. And I'm talking, you know, could could we ever have a better representation of our university or of our basketball program than someone deciding to do something, you know, in servitude to the world? And, uh, you know, ultimately, I think, you know, I still love that tactical battle, but it obviously comes back to. How, how, do, how do my players grow and what type of people do they become? Where do player relationships, the relationships you have with your players fit in, in also in the idea of developing skills? Where does that come in? Well, the, the, the best part about skill development and the part that I value the most is that I get to spend more in-depth time with my players. And, I, and I'm a big believer, like I believe shooting is something that I can spend one-on-one time with my players and develop them in isolation in terms of shooting repetition. So that would be a time that we're certainly more one-on-one together in the off-season especially. But in terms of our individual skill workouts, we tend to do more group workouts where we have three to four players at once. And a lot of that comes back to uh, my philosophy about we're trying to, we're trying to train the decision. Ultimately, the decision, the decision I feel is harder than the skill to learn. So we spend a lot of time in our individual workouts actually focusing more on decisions than skills. 
And that part of that interaction is something that initially uh, there's always a sell that a coach has to do to get your players to understand how you're doing things. And that development and that understanding and that communication and that relationship and that constant sell, I believe, is a really important part of how we develop relationships with our players is that they gain trust as they see what we're talking about, some of the evidence-based stuff uh, get get applied, but also for them to start to feel more confident and better about what they're doing. And, and that's, again, where I think skill workouts are so invaluable to a coach, spending that time with players and getting to know them. And, uh, you know, and then the other part of that is that uh, I'm very fortunate. I'm a full-time coach. I mean, I don't have any assistant coaches that are full-time. So, so much of the, the day-to-day falls on my lap that there's, there's obviously an extra workload that goes with that. But the value that goes with that is that I, I really, I have to get to know every part of my players, academics, their lives, whatever's going on, because ultimately it falls back on me to be the problem solver, to be the guider, to be the mentor, uh, and to be in servitude to them as well. So, you know, those, those two things come together and, and, uh, that relationship is built through, those avenues, I think, and strengthen through those avenues more than anything. And then I'd say the last part, which I think all great coaches do, is that they make sure that that relationship is two-way, that I empower my players as much as I am in power of my players. I don't try and be uh, the powerful coach dictating over top of them. Certainly there's times where it's my decision and we go with that, but I want my players to be active participants in their learning. I want them to be active participants in our team development, in our decision-making, and different things like that. And then to form that relationship takes time, but that's another part that we work towards as a, as, as, as player-coach relationship. So well said. I really, really like that, Chris. Hey, let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market today. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high-repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and to provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind of basketball shooting industry that enables coaches and players to stay connected, design and upload training exercises that combine shooting, conditioning, and ball handling into one complete workout, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is without question the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. It's been the official shooting machine of Coaching You for the last two years. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to Dr. Dish basketball.com or follow them on twitter at dr dish b ball tell 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 our listeners uh because i think it is unique what is a typical uh you know ontario league schedule uh as far as number of games for you guys league schedule i'm sorry yeah yeah our league schedules uh this year it changes a little bit uh you know we're like a lot of american conferences that are in flux adding adding teams or different things but uh, Uh we have 24 league games this year uh we're unique because we uh we basically shut down for the whole month of december uh for for exams throughout the country so the whole country essentially shuts down from basically december 1st or 2nd whatever the last weekend is 
until uh, after Christmas. Is that right? And uh, wow. yeah, it's it, it, you know, it's kind of I think a lot of coaches would probably uh, hockey too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of coaches would uh, at first not like it, but there's a certain value to that too in that your players are 100% focused on their academics for that time. Uh, and then the other part is that everyone gets a chance to um, you know, relax and recover and uh, come back with a little bit of a boost as well mm-hmm. where we can focus on uh, whether it's a physiological boost or some type of uh, skill boost in that time as well because we remove ourselves a little bit from competition. And there's no question when you're coaching games that that changes your approach. Like we're a lot different coaches when there's no competition on the horizon. And uh, yes, and that's kind of the unique part about our schedule. But it's 24 games that leads to, uh, you know, a normal playoffs. And then we play a final eight in our country where the top eight teams in the country, um, you've won your league or your wild card. You go to a national championship. So then you play down to a national championship. And, uh, you know, again, Canadian basketball is and from Basketball Canada on down to all the different provincial organizations has done an outstanding job uh, just just building basketball and the culture of basketball and the expectations of really what success is in basketball. And, uh, you know, I'm proud to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, obviously we're, we're very fortunate as well that we're so close to the United States and uh, so many influences have come across the border into our game as well. You know, I, I, I you know, again, <clears throat> loving Canada like it is having coached the Raptors, you know, for a bit. Um, you know, I, I just think, I'm disappointed that we didn't keep the franchise in Vancouver, the Grizzlies, uh, because I think that is such a great city, uh, such a wonderful part of the country. My goodness. Uh, You know, and Toronto, you know, two of my favorite cities in North America are Vancouver and Toronto. And, uh, you know, they're just as places to live. I mean, just off the charts places. And, uh, the basketball, I think, in the country, the western part really would have been enhanced because British Columbia is a good area uh, if we could have kept the pro game there alive, I think, because the Raptors, I think, have really helped develop because uh, Ontario basketball, I put on par right now with New York City, Chicago, Washington, D.C., anywhere in the country, in the U.S., as far as how good high school players are youth under 19 players coming out of there are you know thoughts on that tremendous uh i mean you're correct i mean especially in the greater toronto area i mean the the quality of player that's coming out of there is uh is definitely on par with anywhere in the world and uh, it's going to continue and uh you know i think there's a lot of uh a lot of explanations i mean the quality of coaching's uh improved mm-hmm. the quality of uh, the, the pool of players playing basketball has improved. And a lot of that has to do with, I believe, Canada is so friendly in immigration totally. that for the last 30 years that we've had so many uh, you know, immigrants from different places in the world have come over here that aren't hockey-playing countries. Yep. So they've been drawn to basketball, not just from the economics, but from the, the, you know, from the countries they come from, whether, for example, it's a former Yugoslavia 30 years ago. You know, they're basketball-playing countries. So, so many of those people are now, their kids are playing basketball, and uh, I think we're seeing the benefits of that, and uh, just the commitment in general at the grassroots level of developing basketball, and uh, as I said, I mean, we have the greatest training ground right across the border, in terms of so many of our players go across to play AAU, to play high school, to play prep, Um, coaches go across to learn from coaches in the United States, and uh, 
you know, certainly it wasn't a direct intent, but the United States has had a great influence on how Canada has developed in basketball as well. It's the leadership from our President Trump, you know. That, that, <laughs> well, we won't get into that. Uh, but, that, uh, that, was, that but you are correct. I gotta, Canada, before this so podcast is shut down, down, that was a joke, yeah. Donald. That was a joke, okay? Uh, uh, but that, tell me about, I love your website. Tell me about basketball immersion. Com. Well, thank. Uh, well, th- yeah, yeah. Do- <laughs> no, it's sorry. dot com. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm thinking of your email address. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, basketballimmersion.com. So, I, a few years ago, um, I was just looking for a way to be able to share uh, so much of what I've been blessed in learning over my years. Uh, my 20 plus years of coaching has been influenced by you know not just basketball coaches, but obviously by a sports scientists and and different people like that and. As I mentioned, I thought there were some ideas that I could share that, uh, you know, probably could help stimulate coaches in terms of the things they do. And uh, there's no intent in basketball immersion to create disciples or to change people's minds about what they do. The intent is to stimulate your what you do already and say, hey, maybe there's a better way or maybe there's a different way to be able to do what you do already. Or maybe this is a better way. And uh, I just decided that the best way to be able to deliver that content was by sharing authentically what I do as a coach. And most of basketball immersion is uh, my stuff from my practices. For example, we had uh, four practices leading up to playing Jacksonville in NCAA Division I in August. And all four of those practices will be online on the website for coaches to be able to watch. And uh, you'll be able to see exactly what we do and how we do it and uh, you know, and get the whole picture. And, uh, you know, we've all been to coaching clinics. And it's one of the reasons I love coaching you and what you do is that uh, sometimes I feel when I go to a coaching clinic, I only get part of the picture. And it's kind of frustrating sometimes because you want to see the next part of it or you want to see, okay, he said that, but how, how can we expand on it? And uh, for me, that's, again, why I came back to uh, sharing with basketball immersion and saying, okay, well, how can I improve my coaching? without having to buy, you know, limited content DVD and say, okay, and also not have to search the internet, which we know the internet's an incredible resource. I mean, there's so much basketball. I I think I would have flunked out of school if the internet was like it was with all the basketball plays and all the different stuff. But I wanted people to have a place where they can go and specifically one-stop shopping and find exactly what they want. Um, And particularly if you're interested in a games approach to coaching, small-sided games, uh, and then our basketball decision, BDT philosophy in terms of our zero seconds and uh, BDT shooting uh, to be able to share those things. And, uh, you know, I guess that's a long answer for saying. No, no, uh, it, it, it's right <laughs> I on just the want, money. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to share. Uh, I didn't want to die with all this in my mind. Like I wanted to make sure I got it that's out there cool. to people and uh, share it as authentically as I could. Well, it's really, it's fantastic stuff. And uh, just so we, I want to make sure that uh, people, you know, again, follow you, Chris. First, give them uh, your Twitter, um, you know, n- account number, uh, you know, please. For, for you sure. Uh, it's at B-Ball Immersion. Uh, and then the website is basketballimmersion.com. And uh, if, if you're interested in basketball decision training, which is what I presented at the coaching clinic, um, in Florida, and uh, which was I was blown away by the response by uh, you and so many other coaches, and uh, I'm so happy that it stimulated some thinking about what uh, you know what uh, we so many of us do as coaches. But uh, there's a blog right now on there called uh, Learn BDT, which uh, if you just go basketballimmersion.com, 
slash learn BDT that uh, you can kind of get some of that direct information right away about uh, some of the things I talked about at the clinic as well. And then, uh, you know, we're on Facebook, Basketball Immersion and, uh, you know, Instagram and uh, at, at Basketball Immersion. And, uh, you know, again, it's just been so much fun to interact and share. And, uh, you know, like I said, from the moment of sitting down with you at the uh, at the pub to uh, obviously every minute at that coaching clinic and interacting with so many amazing coaches to uh, to see how uh, keen everyone is to learn and share is just a, a very inspiring environment. Well, thanks. It, it really is. And that's why I enjoy it so much going there. Uh, each August to, uh, you know, for 11 years, just to make sure that, you know, you know, because you're always on a journey to keep learning and there's going to be someone there that you haven't learned or heard something from. And that's what intrigued me so much about what you were teaching because it was new, it was unique, uh, thought-provoking, all those things, and that's why I wanted you to cancel your trip to Amsterdam so we could do a podcast. But I said, okay, you and the family can go and your team. So I, I'm glad that we did that. Uh, that's awesome. I appreciate you waiting. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and tell me this. Uh, for you and your career uh, right now, uh, what's the dream for you? Because you've got so much great stuff going. Well, that's a way to put me on the spot with that question. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking for opportunities to be able to develop myself professionally and uh, put myself in a situation where I can continue to learn and interact. And, uh, you know, if you truly ask me, I would love to continue to help coaches and share my ideas with coaches uh, and to be able to, again, stimulate their thinking uh, about what they're doing and, uh, you know, uh, for me, I love where I coach right now and uh, it's been a, a blessed opportunity to be, to be at the University of Windsor. So I'm grateful for that and uh, we'll see where the path takes me. But uh, uh, if you asked me a month ago, I didn't know I'd ever be doing a podcast with you. So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's the great part about life is that uh, you, you sit back, you work as hard as you can and uh, you work in harmony with life circumstances and amazing things happen. Well, I, I'm I'm not a great predictor, but I have a lot of experience, and so my my opinion is is that uh, there's going to be a lot of amazing things that are going to happen in your future uh, that are going to just you know continue to help you in your growth cycle, and you know, and it's really going to be stuff that you're going to really enjoy doing, so that you accomplish what you really want to and make a difference you know you're a difference maker as a person as a coach and that's what i think we're all about so i think you know those things are going to happen chris and uh for again to our listeners which are a large number please go on basketballimmersion.com it will stimulate your thinking all the things that chris did are some of the most unique things i've ever seen at a clinic and uh I think we've started a long-term friendship and relationship, Chris, and I thank you for being on today. Well, I thank you so much for having me, and uh, thanks to all your listeners for, uh, you know, supporting what you do as well. And uh, that's it's it's amazing how much sharing you're doing, and uh, again, a true inspiration to all of us as coaches at this point in your career, how much you're giving back as well. Sabbaticals do that. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> but hey, thanks much, and uh, let's. Keep, we're going to keep in touch during the year, and we're going to revisit and catch up with you. Uh, so our listeners, I know, are going to love this uh, conversation that we're having, and I know they're going to want to catch up with you again. So once again, Chris, thank you for sharing. 
Thank you. And uh, if you're ever back in Detroit area, you're welcome to come to a practice. I'm going to come across and see you and go to the ballet. And I'm going to see the ballet in Windsor, which has always been one of my (laughs) favorite things. All right. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate you. Thanks, Brandon. I'll tell you, uh, amazing. And, uh, you know, I. This is someone that we're going to constantly hear from on Coaching You because he is one of the people that truly has excited me about some of his thoughts and ideas on the game and how to teach it. Uh, Very, and I I don't like to use this word uh, loosely in basketball, he's a brilliant coach, great ideas, uh, and an incredible gentleman to be around. So Chris Oliver, basketballimmersion.com. Make sure you go sign up. Uh, I think you're really going to like the things he's got on his site to share with you. But uh, you just can't believe when you see his videos, the things that he's got players doing. Love it. Invest in some time in it. Uh, Chris Oliver, University of Windsor, special guest. Thank you, my friend.